John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, we'd like to take a minute to thank our sponsor, Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. And guess what? Isotope offers one free month of Music Production Suite Pro, which has all the tools you need to mix, master, and repair audio. Also, you can get 10% off all other software using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All of this is at isotope.com, I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, this is Edward Allen Peterson. And this is John Kilteka, Ed. John Frederick? Yes. Frederick Kilteka. Yes. Cool. Uh, it's the High Gain Podcast. <laughs> it is the High Gain Podcast. We're in beautiful West Seattle. Washington. 98116? Yes. Okay. A little rainy. Yeah. Standard operating procedure. Yes. Winter in Seattle. This guitar kind of looks like it could be an organ. It looks like it's got a organs control panel. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it sounds like an organ. That's great. That's the pog pedal, right? It is the pog pedal. How old is the pog pedal? Do you know the history of the pog pedal? It's been around for a while. I mean, even this one, which is version two. I probably got it at least 10 years ago. Sure. Version one would have been around before that. Man, this guitar is custom made to run through a pog. Like if you're not running it through a pog, you're doing it wrong.
beverages. <laughs> Did you like that? That was some sloppy beverage stuff. Come on. What? The playing or the talking? The playing. Oh, I see. I think people are really going to enjoy that beverage oh, song. Yeah. Maybe you could throw some drum stuff over that. Uh, In the future time, JFK, throw a little sick beat over that. Our good friend over there at Ruinous Media, Joe. Joe Ruinous? Joe Ruinous, yes. Mm -hmm. Sent me some random clips of him slapping the skins. (laughs) Dad. I do not like that, John. I do not like it when you do that. Let's just say I ended up doing that. Uh, That was pretty cool, huh? Oh, yeah. I like that you put some drums on that, John. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Joe Ruinous. Yeah. At the Ruinous Media Network of music-related podcasts. Look at you. 2023, baby. Yeah. My shit's on lockdown. What are you drinking? Uh, I've got a crow mug. It's back. Yes. So I've got some black coffee. I'm I'm going decaf. And I've got a Stella Artois. Mm. Non-alcoholic Liberté. Wow. Give me some Liberté. I think that's great. That bottle opener you just used? The jackass opener? Yeah, it's a cast iron bottle opener in the shape of a donkey. Mm-hmm. Democratic Party 19... 19- 62? No, that's FDR style. Oh. If you were around when FDR was running for office. Yeah. One of the cool pieces of swag you might have gotten would be a little donkey bottle opener. That would be sick. It's cooler than any swag these days. What are you going to get? Here, have a sticker. Maybe. I too have coffee like I have. Mm -hmm. And I am finishing up the last of the same beverage I had last week because it came in a big old bottle. Oh, right. Simple truth, apple and elderberry. Mm. Get juiced. That's like a uh, weightlifter thing. Yeah, is that about the roids? Yeah, not being natty. You're either natty or you're juiced. John's going all juiced style. Ed Pete, natty. You know what I mean? Natty. Yeah. (laughs) Can we make another t-shirt and it's just a picture of me and it says Natty Daddy on it? The High Gain Podcast, Natty Daddy. People walking around with... And, with Ed on there. <laughs> yeah. And then another one of you that says, get juiced. I have an important update. Oh, okay. To share with you. I actually don't know what you're going to tell me. I only just remembered it. Yeah. Last week, mm-hmm. our good friend, Uncle Frank. Uncle Frank from ThunderRoadGuitars.com. Yeah, that's the same one. Okay. You know, he travels all around looking for only the finest in guitars. Mm-hmm. He was down in Northern California at a guitar show. Sure. In the San Francisco Bay Area. Oh, lovely. When suddenly he texts me. Okay. From the floor of the show, this is. I don't know what you're going to tell me. I'm pulling up the text. Dude, there is a fella here at the guitar show that is geeking out over the high gain. He was like, hey, there's this podcast I listened to. They did an episode on one of these guitars. Yeah. And Frank said, oh, yeah, what show? And he said, the high gain. And then Frank says, in response to me, it was a total high five moment. High five, Uncle Frank. And Mr. Listener in the Bay Area, we love you. Yeah. You know? I wonder which guitar it was. Do it you was know? the Dan Armstrong, the Lucite one. Oh, really? Whoever you are, anonymous dude, thank you. High five. Here, let's see if the mics pick this up. If we meet in the middle. Wait, wait. Okay. Yeah, that's the sound of a high five. Sweet. You know, I've been um, going to the gym, John. I know. And I just high fived you. Did you pull a muscle doing that? <laughs> A very sharp pain just shot through my shoulder. Well? I can't tell if my eyes are watering. (laughs) 
What would a doctor say? Hey, it hurts when I do this thing. Right. Well, don't do that. What's that thing? Going to the gym. Yeah. What, do you want to be here forever? There's a lot going on with this guitar. I mean, like, a lot. This, Ed, is a Goya uh-huh. Model 80. Okay. I probably should just describe it and get that out of the way, and we'll get more into it. Yeah. The fretboard is white perloid covered with plastic, like resin. That's your fretboard. You see so many guitars with plastic fretboards these days. You know, they were on to something. Everyone uses plastic. These guys were doing it right. Big blocky inlays on a guitar? Screw that. The whole neck is a big block inlay. Yes. It has six buttons along the top. It looks like a 60s organ. Two single coil pickups, and uh -huh. above each of them is a roller wheel for volume. Okay. Below is a roller wheel that we think is a master volume. <laughs> I don't think that's a master volume. Maybe a mix? Probably not the most documentation on what all those things do. A little hard to find. Okay. 1958 to 1963. Oh. Somewhere in there. 58. Man. Yeah. And what's the top? The top looks like a dining room table from the 60s. It's mahogany. Oh, okay. And the body is bound. It's a single cutaway. And then the back of it is stained a darker black. Kind of less Paul-esque. Less Paul-esque. Yeah. Nice. Maybe it's a little more Gretchy. Just a little more yeah. country gentleman-y kind of thing going on. I'm going to see if I can show Ed one of the things that I find fascinating about this. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to turn the headstock around so Egg can see the back of it. Oh, it's a pick holder? I think. It's like a <laughs> clip on the back of the headstock. Yeah. It appears to be original to the guitar. Huh. And that's the only thing I could think of, pick holder. I've never seen such a thing. That's weird. Yeah. What do you know about Goya guitars? Goya, um, Spanish? Well, the name is Spanish, yeah. Okay, have we not done Goya before? We have not. I'm buckling up. It all starts, Ed? Yeah. With our man, Herman Carlson. Born 1894. No. Born 1895. No. Born 1896. <laughs> Born 1864. Oh, I was going the wrong way. Yeah. But I was in the right century. Yeah. You know. Oska, Sweden. For the Swedes out there, mm -hmm. if you draw a straight line between Gothenburg and the country's largest lake, okay, it's about halfway between those two. Okay. That's where he's born. As soon as he was of age, our man Herman, he gets apprenticed to a cabinet builder. This guitar looks like something that a dude who built cabinets would build. Or accordion makers. Yeah, yeah. As soon as Herman becomes a journeyman, it was customary at that time, at least in Sweden, to adopt another surname in honor of your just completed apprenticeship. Surname is the last name? Yeah. Okay. So Herman Carlson mm -hmm. chooses Levin. So he is now Herman Carlson Levin. Okay. So what's he want to do with this fancy new knowing how to make cabinets? And fancy new name. Yeah. Uh, open a shop. Go to New York. 
New York City. New York City. Okay. He's just 23 and he's got his journeyman cabinet making skills. 23, so this is... 1887. Okay. He goes to New York City and he finds work as a polisher in a guitar factory. English is a second language. Can you imagine? I build cabinets. Go polish that guitar. (laughs) You're a guitar polisher now. That's what you are. Yeah, yeah. Is there a spot where all the Swedes gravitated to in New York? That's a really good question. I don't know. Okay, John. You don't have to know everything about New York and New Jersey. Yep. (laughs) So he's learning enough about instruments now that he works polishing them. And he is, after all, a journeyman making cabinets and stuff. Yeah. He thinks, maybe this should be my livelihood. I'm going to open my own company. So he does that. The Metropolis Musical Instrument Company. That's like Batman stuff. Batman style. Vigilante. Yeah. I think I saw Herman Carlson Levin beating up some dude. (laughs) What, the guitar guy? Nah. (laughs) Metropolis. He made guitars and mandolins. He even made a guitar mandolin. Two necks. He filed for a patent on it. Why not? And so, like a lot of immigrants do, he returns home to visit family from time to time. And on one of these visits back to Sweden, Mm -hmm. he notices now that he's got these new musical instrument eyes on, there's really no instrument manufacturing in Sweden. I see lots of accordions and stuff, but I'm not really seeing guitars. Yeah. He goes back to New York and packs it up and heads back to Sweden. That's a hell of a commute. You pack everything up and you go to New York... Then you go home on vacation and decide you want to go back. That's a two, three week boat trip each way, right? He ain't screwing around is what I'm saying. He's not screwing around. In 1900, he goes back to Sweden and founds the Herman Carlson Levin Musical Instrument Factory in Gothenburg, the same place he did his apprenticeship. Gothenburg. Get to Boyer. (laughs) Come on, John. Ed's making fun of me. Hey, Uh, Swedish people, feel free to make a comment and tell me how impeccable that pronunciation was. Say it again. Jutteborja. It almost sounds Slavic. Jutteborja. There you go. He starts in Gothenburg with two people, 200 square feet. I think this room might be 200 square feet. Yeah. Nonetheless, in that small area, him and two other dudes, they built 90 instruments that year, 1900. That's pretty good. Acoustics, right? Yeah. Which would consume more space, I would imagine. They were probably just surrounded by all the stuff all yeah. the time. Yeah, totally. Little tiny room. These guys are cramped in there, yet they make close to 100 instruments. Were they any good? The best. Early success, Ed. 1903, just three years later, he wins several silver medals for instrument making in Sweden. <laughs> I love that you start this with, no one is making instruments there. This guy starts making instruments, and he wins the silver medal. Who takes the gold? I wondered that too in 1903. I guess, you know, silver is the best. What? The Stanley Cup is made out of silver. He goes to London Mm. in 1905 and wins a gold medal. Does that satisfy you? He wins a gold medal. Is that second place then? In 1905, London, is Mm -hmm. gold the best? I would have assumed it's the best in Sweden, and I was wrong there. I feel like you're just setting traps for me left and right today, John. This one is unambiguous. Okay. In 1907, he goes to Madrid Mm. and wins the grand prize. Oh, there you go. I think we can agree that that's probably the best. I would hope so. They should just call it the best. Where did you place? The best? Yeah. At this point, he's got more people. 
Still in the 200 square foot shop? No, a little bigger. Mm. Okay. Nothing can stop them now, Ed. Oh, you kidding? Except fire. <laughs> we should have a little fire board, you know? Well, I guess the closest I have on this, let's see. No, that's not that's right. That's not a fire. What's Herman up to these days? Herman? Mm, we lost him. We lost him. Born 1964. Died 1936. No. 1937. No. 1938. 1948. Nice work. Herman's not messing they had made about 100,000 instruments. They are cranking through them. They are on their way to becoming one of the largest instrument manufacturers in Europe. Sure. Were they Goya at this time? No, no. These are Herman Carlson Levin. Okay. Guitars. Yeah. Okay. It's going great, right? What do you know about the World War II? Punch Nazis? Yeah, yeah do that. Herman takes a hit in production because half of his workers ended up being drafted. And then on top of that, war shortages of all kinds of material, not to mention wood, all the ebony and rosewood you would need, just can't get it. But after the war, he moves into a new, larger factory. By this point, mm -hmm. they had made 200,000 instruments. Man. These guys are cranking. I love this guy. You can't stop Herman. Mm -mm. Until you can. Mm. As just mentioned, mm. in 1948, we lose him. But by the time we did lose him, they had made 250,000 instruments. Two single coils, a chambered body. It's not bad, huh? The buttons are labeled from left to right as I look at them. Hmm. Solo, mm. ACC, which could be accompaniment or accordion, LH. I think the L and the H are low and high. Okay. One that's just L, one that's just H, and one that's O. Plays nice. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like an electric guitar. Yep, that sounds like an electric guitar, Sounds John. pretty electric-y. Yeah. By the way, this pedal I'm going into that does this. Yep. That is the Old Blood Noise Endeavors Visitor pedal. 1954, Ed. Herman's gone. We lost him. The company enters into an agreement with the Hirschman Musical Instrument Company out of New York. Hirschman Jerome is an importer of instruments. Oh, great. This is going to work out great for our friends at Levin Guitars. Yeah. I want you to make me guitars. I'll import them to the U.S. Yep. It's 1954, and so here's the ugly part of that. Levin makes the guitars, but Jerome Hirschman says, we can't call these guitars Levin. Okay. Well, that's the name of our company, after our good friend Herman Carlson Levin. Mm -hmm. Hirschman says... I don't think they're going to sell because the name sounds too Jewish. Hmm. You wouldn't have to worry about something like that today. That's the good news, folks. We've come so far. Horrible. So he suggests Goya because the Spanish painter Francisco Goya okay. was known for often depicting guitars in his paintings. 
So Levin is now making acoustic guitars for Hirschman. Okay. So do you think in Europe they're selling their stuff still under the Levin name and then the stuff they're importing to the U.S. is getting slapped with a Goya label? That's exactly right. Okay. And apparently the Goya name is super duper popular. Julie Andrews, you know her. Sound of Music? Yeah. Dancing Around? There's a lot of Nazis in that movie. Yeah. Never seen it. There are points in the movie yeah. where Julie Andrews is playing a guitar. But she's playing a Goya? Yes. Not a Levin. So in the 50s, Hirschman wants to get into the electric game. That's where this Goya electric comes in, and we kind of are obliged to switch gears from the brand Goya to the building of an instrument. Okay. Because Levin doesn't make electric guitars, so Hirschman has to go to our old pals Hagstrom. That's who makes this guitar. The Model 80 is what I hold in my hand. There's a plate on the back that says, Made in Sweden, Goya Guitar Company, New York City. So my man is pulling like a Montgomery Ward, Sears kind of thing. Yeah, I imagine if he wanted to have Goya stand-up basses, he'd have to go somewhere else and have somebody do that. Right. Yeah. So Hagstrom, those are your guys. Yeah. What was your first guitar, John? It was a Hagstrom. Yeah, a guy like you. You love him. Founded in 1925 by Albin Hagstrom. Albin. Albin. It sounds like a guitar. I think it sounds like pretty good. Hagstrom shirt. Here's some trivia about this. You have noticed that this looks like some kind of diner jukebox thing. Yeah, yeah. The push button. It's and like rolling. a square yeah. piece of aluminum. Yep. That holds the pickups, all the buttons, all the roller knobs, the whole thing. Yeah. It comes out in one piece. Okay. Why does it come out in one piece? Because at that point, it was cheaper to import instruments from oh. Europe into the United States if they were, quote, acoustic. Oh. If it's got no electronics in it, yeah, it's acoustic. They would put this whole assembly in once it got to the U.S. to avoid the increased tariffs of importing electronic devices. That's some Trump shit right there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm a schmuck if I pay too much in taxes, you know? I saw a picture on the web of one of these missing the whole thing. Yeah. It's this Goya M80 just with a big old hole in it. Cool. Okay, then. In 58, Hagstrom starts getting into the electric game on behalf of Goya and our man Hirschman in New York. Okay. What's this M80 going for in 1958 dollars? Uh, $58. It's an import, but it's got fancy stuff on it. <sighs> I don't think in 58, this thing was meant to compete with a Les Paul. I think it was meant to be cheaper. All right. I'm going to say in 1958, you could go to New York City mm -hmm. and you could buy this in the Swedish section of the Bronx. Yes. For $178. All things considered. <laughs> oh, I'm way off. I that's not tell. bad, but you are off. Yes. Okay. It was 90 bucks. Oh my God, I was double. In today dollars, it's 900 bucks. Oh, so it was cheap, cheap. They only made 380 of these between 58 and 63. So this thing was not popular. They were contracted with Goya to make 120,000 of these in 10 years. <laughs> so why didn't it happen? Did the factory burn down? No. Our man Hirschman sells Goya. 
You'll never guess who buys it in 67. The buy-in times, I, I want to say Gulf Western. Avnet. Mm. Avnet had bought Guild, and now they picked up Goya. Hmm. So what do you think of that, Ed? Yeah, I don't know. You gotta try it. Try and decide. Is it hello or goodbye? Well, Ed, yeah. it has lots of bling on it. Mm-hmm. There are buttons and roller wheels, a diamondy grill-looking thing, and mm-hmm. all kinds of textured plastic, and mother of pearl neck, mm. the Goya Model 80, buy or deny. I don't want that thing near me at all. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty clear. That's a clear no. Yeah. Right? But you are a Hagstrom guy. Old school haghead. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I would buy this. Mm. And it's fine because the tone of it is great. It's like a really cool stage guitar. I'm going to take more than uh, our share of pictures of this because there are interesting details on it. Yeah, it's one of those things. Yeah, and I'll put them up on the Instagrams and on our website, uh, thehighgain.com. Are we part of the ruinous network of media-related podcasts? No, but we are part of the Ruinous Media Network of music-related podcasts. You know, I did good last week. You did wonderfully last week. Try it again. Are we part of the Ruinous Media Network of music-related podcasts? Oh, man, are we. Joe Ruinous. Played that lovely drum thing. Yeah. That uh, I'm going to put in after the fact. I mean, I I put in the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a cool name, Joe Ruinous. Yeah. Good job, John. You too, Ed. You really did a good job today. Thank you. All right, then. Bye. Bye.